Well, last October in the Religion Made Simple series, I taught that the core of the Christian religion is faith expressing itself in love. This, I said, was the essence of how Jesus lived, and if we are going to follow him, it's how we have to live. But if you've tried, you may have discovered that living a life of love can be a pretty hard thing to do. Sometimes it's hard simply because we bury love in the graves that we dig. Like many things, love has to grow. It has to be nurtured like a baby that grows up to be an adult. There is a process like a t-ball player that grows up to be a big leaguer. There is a process. Love isn't something that just happens. As Clayton has been saying over the last few weeks, we have to posture ourselves to live the life of significance that God has designed for us. But this posturing requires a process. And the Apostle Peter described this process. He described it this way. He said, for this reason... Make every effort to add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love. These seven qualities have to be added to our faith if we want to posture ourselves to live like Jesus. Peter said they are so crucial that we should do whatever it takes to add them to our faith. This morning I was working out at Gold's Gym and and I heard a cycling instructor telling his class, now when I tell you to jump on it, I don't want you holding back. I don't want you slowing down. I want you to get after it. That's what Peter meant when he said, make every effort to add these qualities to your faith. And get this, they have to be added one at a time in the order that Peter said. That means you have to follow the instructions. You can't skip steps. A few years ago, we were hanging some New Zealand fans in our house, and there was a contractor who needed some work, and so I decided to let him do it, and I was amazed whenever he opened the first box and he found the instructions, crumpled them up, properly tossed them to the side and said, don't need these. You know, occasionally you do get lucky, but y'all, most of the time, you can't skip the instructions if you want to get life right. And nowhere is that more true than on the journey from faith to love. Allow me to suggest that if you're finding it hard to love, it may be that you're skipping some of the steps to spiritual growth. Let me give you a simple example. Let's say your marriage has been so bad that You and your spouse decided to seek God's help, and so you came to City Church where 
Both of you have entered into a relationship with Jesus. So now you have faith. A faith that you didn't have before. But your marriage still isn't more loving and you're kind of surprised. It could be that you skipped a step. Perhaps you skipped the first step of virtue. Maybe there's still some bad stuff going on in your life. You know it, but you're hanging on to it. You're texting your old high school sweetheart or you're flirting with that dude at work. If you want your marriage to be a loving marriage, you got to get rid of the bad stuff in your life. Being good is the first step toward love. Or maybe your marriage is stuck on step two. Maybe you don't know how to treat each other in loving ways. You need some knowledge about how relationships work. Or maybe you haven't conquered step three. You lack self-control and it's undercutting your attempts to love. Or maybe step four is a problem for you. You're tired of persevering. You just want out. Peter taught us that if we want our love to grow, we have to posture ourselves for love. And that means whatever quality you're missing is the step you have to focus on. But you know, there's a huge problem that almost all of us face when we attempt to posture ourselves for love. Peter said the main reason we don't do this is that after we have come to faith in Jesus, we go back to our old way of life based on our old desires. And I want you to listen to how Peter describes you and me whenever we do this. He said, of them, the Proverbs are true. A dog returns to its vomit. A sow that is washed goes back to her wallowing in the mud. Do you remember the first time you saw a dog vomit and then eat it right back up? It's like, what? Dogs do that kind of thing? I think I'll get a cat, right? (laughs) Hey, do you remember your worst puke ever? I do. I was about five years old, and we'd gone swimming at a public swimming pool that day. Our family didn't get to do this very often, and so we played all out all day long. And at the end, I was exhausted and starving. When we got home, mom just threw together the quickest meal she could. She got some hot dogs and cut them up into bite-sized pieces, opened a few cans of pork and beans and a couple of cans of corn, and threw all that on the table. I was so hungry, I inhaled it. I don't think I chewed any of it. And I went to bed. Well, a couple of hours later, I woke up and I was on my knees in bed puking everything up. And it was like projectile puking, right? And y'all, I'm 58 now. I still remember it. I could see everything there. The hot dogs had not been chewed. The pork and beans and corn were coming out whole. And it was not only coming out my mouth, it was coming out my nose. Have you ever done that? Now, I know that's too much information, but I'm telling it to you for a reason. Imagine if I'd gone back like a dog and started eating my own. It'd be like, Witty, what are you doing? Yet spiritually, Peter said, 
That is what many of us actually do. When you have entered into a relationship with Jesus by faith, you have the chance to live a new life. But if you go back to your old habits based on your old desires, Peter said it's like going back to your vomit. And this is the reason many of us can't love. If you want to live a life of love, and I believe that most of us do, you can't go back to your old life. Because if you do, you will abort your spiritual progress. You have to posture yourself differently. And this is what Clayton and I are trying to get you to do in this series. Now, Clayton has already spoken to the first two steps of virtue and knowledge. And today, I want to look at the step of self-control. Now, the word self-control means to keep your emotions, your impulses, your desires in check to keep them under control. That means you don't say the first thing that comes to your mind. You don't lash out in anger when you're hurt. It means you don't waste money that you don't have. It means you don't binge eat or drink. You act in a self-controlled way. But what does self-control have to do with love? Well, basic to love is caring about others more than caring about what you and I want in the moment. But if we lack self-control, it's an indication that we care what we care about is what we want when we want it. And y'all, love cannot survive that kind of self-inebriation. It'll bury love every time. Let me give you a biblical example of what happens when you and I lack self-control. In the Old Testament, there was a guy named Esau. Now, like most of us, Esau wasn't perfect. And his big problem was that he lacked self-control. One day, Esau had come in from hunting, and his brother Jacob had just finished cooking a big old pot of beans and some fresh bread. And when Esau smelled that food, he was so hungry, he did what any one of us would have done. He said, Jacob, dude, give me some of those beans. Well, Jacob was his brother, and of course he agreed, but he said, only if you trade your birthright to me. Now, his birthright was his inheritance from his father. And because Esau was the firstborn son, he was going to get a double portion of his father's inheritance. And Jacob told him, you trade me your birthright, I'll give you a bowl of beans. Now, Esau replied to him, what good is my birthright? I'm starving to death. Right. He wasn't, but he felt like he was, right? I'm starving to death. And at this point, every one of us want to yell at Esau and say, Esau, don't do it, man. Show some self-control. But Esau wanted what he wanted when he wanted it, and he made the trade. Bad decision. 
literally, that was a multi-million dollar bowl of beans. Now Esau had a legitimate need. He was hungry. But he traded away something much better, his inheritance, for what he wanted in the moment. A mere bowl of beans. What's your bowl of beans? What is that thing that you want so badly that you have no self-control when it comes to that thing? You know, we're all a little bit more like Esau than we want to admit. We're all needy. We all have wants. We want the newest phone. We want a bigger TV. We want the latest fashion. But when, what, when we want these things so badly that we're out of control, that they control our lives, it ruins us. Because by striving for what we want in the moment, we abort our spiritual progress toward love. Y'all, we badly need some self-control. So how do we posture ourselves to get it? Well, assuming that you have added goodness, virtue to your faith, and knowledge to your virtue... To add self-control, you have to want something better than a bowl of beans. So what is the better thing? And how do we posture ourselves to get it? Well, Peter told us. I want you to look at what he said. Near the end of his book, he said, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief. This is a reference to Jesus' return for his church. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. Y'all, that means that those bowls of beans that you've tried so hard to get are going to be incinerated. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, you ought to live holy and godly lives. That means don't go back to your vomit. As you look forward to the day of God, that day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. You know what Peter thought the better thing was? You know what Jesus thought the better thing was? You know what Paul thought the better thing was? You know what all of our ancestors of the faith thought the better thing was? They all thought that it was our inheritance in eternity with God forever that begins with the promise of Christ's return. When Jesus returns, he will usher in what is called the day of the Lord, his judgment upon this earth. He will usher in his kingdom and he will usher in what will become the new heavens and the new earth. I want you to imagine today with me, if you can, this kingdom as the better thing. Imagine living in a body that never grows old and never gets tired. Imagine waking up in the morning and nothing hurts. Imagine looking in the mirror and not being disappointed by what you see. Imagine living without the fear of death. 
Imagine perfect relationships. No more arguments, no more crying, no more failed expectations. Imagine no more abuse, no more murder of innocence by brutal dictators, no more child pornography, no more slavery, no more threats of nuclear war. Imagine righteousness being the norm throughout the entire earth. Imagine no one trying to scam you, no one trying to market you, no one promising what they can't deliver. Imagine not being frustrated because you can't get what you want because you already have more than you need. Imagine getting up every day knowing exactly what you're going to do and why it matters. Imagine taking walks through indescribable beauty and not having to take a picture of it to remind yourself because you can take that walk tomorrow and nothing will have changed. Imagine perfection. Imagine a private conversation with Jesus, hearing him call you by a nickname that only you and he know. Imagine love. Peter said that kind of life is promised to anyone who postures themselves for it. No wonder Peter compared our old desires and our old ways of living to dog vomit. If you want self-control, you have to want something better. And so here's what I'm asking you to do today. In light of the promise of Christ's soon return, first of all, I want you to identify your bowl of beans. I know what mine is. What's yours? What's that thing or that person that you want so badly that it's ruining you? What is that thing that you want so badly that you'll even make bad decisions in order to get it? I'm pretty sure you know what it is. If you do, then I want you to ask yourself this question. When Christ returns and you stand before him, will you be proud to show him your bowl of beans that you gave your life for? Or is there the possibility that you might be embarrassed? That you might be ashamed. If you think there's a chance of that, then today I'm asking you to posture yourself to want something better by looking forward to the promise of Christ's return. And so, Heavenly Father, I pray for us. Lord, you know how rooted, how attached we get to this life and how we rarely think about the next. Lord, I pray that you would pry our eyes away. Call us back to heaven. Call us to look forward to what you have promised is coming. Lord, I pray that we would want 
something better that we would look forward to our inheritance with you and your kingdom. Lord, I pray that we would stop burying love in the graves that we dig. Lord, I pray that we'd stop going back to the old things that never worked for us anyway. Lord, I pray that our faith would grow into love. Lord, maybe there's someone here today who is kind of wondering what all of this is about. Lord, maybe they've never been able to believe. Maybe they've never been asked to believe in you. Lord, maybe they're not sure about you. Maybe they've had an experience in church before or with someone who called themselves a Christ follower but didn't act like it. And it's built a barrier to them coming to faith. Lord, I pray that you would woo them and draw them to yourself as they see the love of Christ in his death for them on the cross. Lord, thank you for doing that in our lives. And because we have faith, we want to express it in love. And so, Father, it's our prayer that you would help us do that. And we pray this together in Jesus' name. Amen.